Time to get out there in the garden and plant some flowers, get your vegetable garden growing. But how many knows that in order to get those vegetables growing and those flowers growing, you've got to till up that ground that's been dormant and fallow for a few seasons. Amen? And it's the same way with our heart. In order for us to receive the Word of God, the conditions of our heart have got to be in order with the Word of God. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13. Verses 3 through 8. The Word of God says, And he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to ear hear, let him hear. When we read this parable that Jesus spoke, we see that the sower, he threw seed out. It wasn't in specific places, but he threw the seed out. Someone hard ground, someone ground with rocks, he wasn't particular with where he threw that seed. And I'm thankful that the word, the gospel that Jesus, of Jesus Christ is for everyone. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever, whosoever, he didn't just come for the righteous, he came for the lost. In Eastern culture, the seed was sown first, then plowed afterwards. Roads and pathways went directly through many fields, and the traffic made much of the ground too hard for seed to take root. We're talking about the seed that fell on the wayside. The seed that we're referring to is the word of God. And the sower threw the seed all over. And we see on the wayside, what happened is they would have this field that they would plant in, but there would be parts of the field where there would be roadways go through it. People would walk, they would take their paths, and their chariots would go through it, and it would constantly keep that ground from growing seed. And when the sower threw seed out and some fell on that hard ground, the Bible says that the the birds came and ate it. The seed of the word of God is being dispersed, I believe, every day. Through the minister of the gospel, through preaching, through teaching, through Christian television, through Christian music, you can hear the word of God. But some people hear and they don't listen. The Bible says that. The Bible says some people look, but they don't see. Verse 15 and Matthew 13 says, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. 
Luke, verse, Luke chapter 8, verse 12 says, Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes the word of God out of their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. We know that Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And there are some people whose hearts are so hardened that they cannot receive the word of God. They're in no condition to receive. They don't want to believe. Their eyes are waxed, the Bible says. But Satan is so out to steal the word of God that even when seed lands on those type of hearts, the Bible says instantly he takes the seed away because he knows that if it sits there too long, there could be some rain coming along. And eventually that ground could become soft and grow. Satan is out for the lost. He wants the lost to stay lost. He wants them to stay in their condition. He does not want them to grow in the word. And I believe that's why we as Christians have to intercede for the lost. I believe that we can't give up on those that are, we're trying to win for the Lord. Because eventually, if, the, if we let the word of God through us minister to them, then the, the seed of the word of God can continually grow. Have you ever planted a small flower and you have to put it in a pot first. And if you, don't, if you leave it out in the storm, it'll break down. But you've got to kind of take care of that. And I believe that God has ordained men and women to help those that are weak in the Lord. Because you can help them and strengthen them and help them to grow and nurture them to grow. Verse 5 and 6 talks about some seed fell upon stony places where there was not much earth. This was a place with a thin layer of soil covering solid rock. Any moisture that fell there soon evaporated, and the seedling or growing plant withered and died. Mark chapter 4, verses 16 through 17 says, And these are they which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately received it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves. And so they endure for a time, but when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I'm reminded of Elijah, a great man of God, who fled under persecution. When Jezebel sent that word, I'm going to kill you, he ran. I'm also reminded of, of Peter who said, I won't deny you, Jesus. But when persecution came, he denied Jesus three times. But in both of these situations, where they may have had some shallow roots, they both experienced God in the midst of the persecution. We see that God revealed himself to Elijah in an awesome way. He showed him what his power was, and who he was. That he has this majestic power as an earthquake, but when he speaks to us, it's as a still, small voice. And we see that Peter, on the day of Pentecost, had a great revelation of the power of God. They both experienced God, and I believe that experiencing God is what brings death. There are Christians that may have shallow roots, but as you experience God your roots begin to grow deeper because you start to understand who God is. The Bible says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
I read about a great experiment. It was in the desert. This is a true story. They called it a biodome. They created a living environment for human, plant, and life. A huge glass dome was constructed to house an artificial controlled environment with pure air and water, healthy soil, and filtered light. The intent was to allow perfect growing conditions for trees, fruits, and vegetables, as well as humans. People lived in it for many months at a time, and everything seemed to do well with one exception. When the trees grew to a certain height, they would topple over. It baffled the scientists until they realized they forgot to include the natural element of wind. Trees need wind to blow against them because it causes their root system to grow deeper, which supports the tree as it grows taller. Think about that for a second. Let me give you a scripture that's going to make two and two turn into four. Romans 5, verses 3 and 4 says, We glory or we rejoice in tribulations, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience, experience, and experience hope. If we only would look at the situation that we're going through as an opportunity for our faith to grow, we would rejoice in what we're facing and that's not easy to say sometimes because there are some circumstances where you look at it and you say, how can I rejoice in what I'm going through right now? But God knows that he allows tribulation to work patience in us. Patience is not something that we're just given when we're born. Tribulation is what brings patience. And I believe that as the winds of this world blows against us, our roots become deeper in the Word of God. If we stay in the Word of God, if at all possible, stay in the house of God, among believers, keep our prayer life up, as we grow and as we become rooted, we can sustain a little bit better. Because do you know that a tree that is grown and then it is rooted can withstand dry times? Because there will be dry times as a Christian. And if our roots are shallow, the word of God that's in us will dry up. That's why you see some people that come to the altar, they pray, they, they cry out to God, but there's no depth, and they, they, they go out, and because of situation, because of persecution, they get made fun of because, oh, you went out to the altar, you're serving that God. And so the word of God gets dried up and dies within them. But if you stay in the word of God, and if you stay in faith, and if you really believe the word and you don't give up, and you, you bend, but you don't break. There's sometimes that things come against us, and we bend so far that we're thinking, God, we're fixing to, I'm fixing to break. Do you, but God knows he will never allow us go through, to go through more than what we can bear. His word tells us that. And if you're going through something that you feel like you're fixing to break, be assured that your roots are growing deeper. If you're still being faithful to God, your roots are growing deeper and you can thrive when you're in a dry season. You'll still be sustained because you've got those roots deep enough to where under that ground there is water. There may not be water on the surface, but when you go deep, there is water. 
There may be times when the winter seasons and it's cold and you say, God, I'm not bearing fruit. What's going on here? Satan might come against you and say, you're dead in the spirit. You're not, you're not even bearing any fruit. But inside of you, there's life. There are certain seasons where life gets so bitter and so cold to where you feel like that you just can't bear anything because you're doing everything you can to stay alive for your own self. But tribulation works patience and experience and hope. Because if you take a winter tree that looks dead and you break its branch, you see green, you see life. So don't ever let the devil tell you that just because you're in a season of bitterness, of cold, you're not bearing anything, that you're dead or you're not saved. There's life in you. And you just have to hold on because patience works hope. And through that experience, your roots will continue to grow deeper. Amen? Verse 7 says, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Mark 4, 18 through 19 says, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as they hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. We see that the cares of this world, or being anxious about things that only God can control, can choke the word of God out. You can hear what I'm saying right now, and you can be strengthened, and you can be fed. And this week, you can be faced with something, and you think about it, and you think, and you worry, and you stress, and you become too anxious about it, that that problem becomes to be bigger than God, and you choke the Word of God out, and your faith isn't effective anymore. You're choking the Word of God out. When we begin to worry more than we worship, then I think we're out of balance. Think about that. Do we worry more than we worship? The Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and then you'll have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Look at Matthew chapter 19. And behold, verse 6, this is verse 16 through 24. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said, Why do you call me good? There's no one good but God. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said, which Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said, I've done all of these things. I've kept them since I was a child. What do I lack? Jesus said, if you will be perfect, go and sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and then come and follow me. Jesus knew what was lacking in this man's life. Another thing that choked the word of God, choked the seed of the word out of this man's life, we see that he had enough 
he had some kind of depth because he was obeying the Ten Commandments. So he had to have some kind of depth. He had some kind of good ground. But he allowed pride and vainglory and greed to choke out the word of God in his life. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. You aren't the one that's blessing yourself with what you have. God is the one that enables you to prosper. And when we forget that, and we become greedy, or we become prideful, then we choke out the word of God that is in our life. We don't have to be, we don't have to be going around sinning, drinking, committing adultery to choke the word of God out of our life. We can have pride, the very sin of pride of thinking that we are the ones that are putting ourselves in the position that we're in now. We're the ones, we're here, we've, we've got this uh, position because we're here, because of what I've done. And that can choke out the word of God just as much as any sin. Verse 8, back in chapter 13. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Let's look at verse 23. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. You ever told a teenager to go take the trash out while they're playing a video game? And all you get is, huh? They heard, but they weren't listening. He that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also bear fruit, and brings forth a hundredfold, sixty, and some thirty. Luke 8.15 says, but on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Because how many knows that a plant doesn't grow overnight? A tree does not grow overnight. And I think some people give up right here and forget the fact that the word of God is planted in you but we can't change overnight. I can't change. I can't be perfect. We cannot change and, and do things overnight. The seed of the word of God, you've got to have patience. And, and patience worketh tri- through tribulation. And because of that hope and experience, we've got to be patient with the word of God. With an honest and good heart, when you hear the word, don't just hear it but listen to the word of God. Keep it. Hide the word of God in your heart, the Bible says, so that you will not sin against him. The quantity of increase depends on the quality of soil. We've got to prepare our hearts to receive the word of God so we can grow. We cannot just come to the house of God, be fed, and let the word of God sit dormant in us throughout the week and expect something to grow. We have got to cultivate the word of God in our hearts this week. The Bible tells us specifically we've got to sanctify ourselves. 
there are some things that we've got to pull our own self out of our own garden. You drive by somebody's house and says, look at all the weeds in their yard, and you pull up in yours, and you can't get through your sidewalk because you've got so much grass growing over it. We've got to learn how to pull the weeds out of our own yard. We've got to learn how to let the Word of God speak to us and deal with our hearts. Isaac has to deal with Isaac before I can deal with somebody else. Because how many knows that that little pretty yellow flower turns into that white fluff that spreads? So when you see that yellow flower, it might look pretty, and it's, it's, a, it's a, some of the flesh, you better pluck it, because when you're around something that's uh, sinful too long, it'll spread, and, and you won't even know that it's been planted in your heart until it grows. How about that? When the sower threw the seeds... And the thorns grew up. They didn't know. That's why you got to be careful who you're around, what you listen to, what you do, and who you hear. Because you won't even know that that seed of the flesh has been planted in you. And before you know it, something's grown up and choking the Word of God out of your life, and you don't even know it. Hosea 10, 12. Mom, if you would come. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 says this. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. The Spirit of the Lord wants to move upon us and he has been and I thank the Lord that the Spirit of God has been moving in our church we have been feeling the presence of God move the Lord has been pouring out he's been raining upon us but in order for the seed to grow and germinate within us we have got to cultivate our heart we've got to let the Word of God sink into us we've got to make some changes in our life we have got to change things to make room for the seed. Make the condition of our heart right. Like the good old song says, how about your heart? Is it right with God? you a question when the spirit of the Lord is moving in the service what's on your mind think about it what what are you thinking when the spirit of God moves in a service and you're there where is your heart what are you thinking someone said grain only matters to those who have seed in the ground. To those who don't have seed in the ground, rain is just a nuisance. It makes everything wet, muddy, and miserable, and it's not necessary. But I believe that there is, there's a people at Lexington Road Church of God that has got some seed in the ground. 
and we're hungry for the rain because we need the rain to grow. If we don't have the rain of the presence of God and His Spirit pouring out upon us, we will not grow. What do you have in your heart? What seed of the Word of God is in your heart that is growing? Think about it. What is in your heart that has been planted by the Holy Spirit? cultivation that happens as we receive that conviction. Pour out your spirit, God, upon us. We need the rain, Lord. We need the rain to grow. We need your rain to grow, Lord. 